Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week for this show. It is Tuesday morning, the 10th of January, 2023. Daniel Pedro back in the chair. We're broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Queensland, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, as always, is our open line number. Well, you can text 0457 736 736 and a bit on our agenda over the course of the next hour before James Magnuson and Michael Karianis for breakfast this week uh, in an hour from 6am Sydney time or New South Wales time, 5am up there in Queensland. Hope you all had a good uh, weekend. A lot of people back to work uh, yesterday and looking forward to uh, talking sport with you over the course of the next hour and a pretty big show as well in about 15 minutes as we do each and every Tuesday morning. We're going to cross to America and speak to Chris Perkins. The NFL season really heating up. What about uh, yesterday, uh, touchdown off the first play of the game. We'll talk about uh, that with Chris Perkins as well as some college football. Uh, no EPL across the course of the weekend just gone, but there was a heap of FA Cup matches. We will look at some of the big ones, some big results over the course of the weekend when we talk football with John Gallo in about half an hour. The EPL will resume uh, this Friday, I think it is. Uh, so we'll talk to John about the FA Cup uh, over the course of the weekend and also a bit of the A-League after 5.30. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or 0457 A few things on our agenda this morning I want you to weigh in on. We'll get to the news of the day in just a second. I was having a chat with a mate yesterday, and it is hard, even if you uh, are trying to avoid it like I am and most people are, it's hard to avoid uh, all the news at the moment of, uh, regarding Prince Harry. But he asked me, and I thought it was a good question. It's one I wanted to pose this morning on 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What sports star, past or present, would you like to write or hear a tell-all story about? Now, it can be a local one, can be someone from overseas. 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736. What sports star, past or present, would you like to release a tell-all story? Uh, there'll be plenty to uh, plenty to choose from. He gave me a couple of suggestions, but I want to hear from you first. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. What sports star, past or present, would you like to hear a tell-all story about? Uh, now, you can buy into any of these topics as well at 3 past 5, 3 past 4 in Queensland. Uh, the new to- uh, documentary, The Test, and James Magnuson. And Michael Karianis caught up with Usman Khawaja, who, of course, starred in that SCG test 
just gone. Uh, 195, not out. Didn't get a chance to reach his 200, but they chatted to him about that. And, of course, uh, this new second series of the test that is uh, coming out on January 13. Uh, well, there was a screening last night and front page and back page of uh, different papers. Uh, it captures Australian test captain Pet, uh, Pat Cummins' a surprise when he was added to a WhatsApp group called Legends months before the other two members were voted out of power. So uh, Pat Cummins says in the episode of The Test, I just opened up my phone then, as Cummins tells teammate Mitchell Stark shortly after being appointed Australia's new test captain, and I've just been added to a WhatsApp group called Legends with Scott Morrison and Justin Langer in it. Cummins immediately is worried because he's part of another WhatsApp group called Legends with Stark and Josh Hazelwood. He went on to say, I thought, geez, I better not get these two mixed up. And I did once. I think I sent something to the Prime Minister about dinner plans. So Pat Cummins, Australian captain, added in to a WhatsApp group called Legends uh, with Justin Langer, former Australian coach, and Scott Morrison, former Australian Prime Minister. Could you imagine being added into a WhatsApp group? I mean, understandable with your coach, but called Legends? And could you imagine being added into a WhatsApp group with the then Prime Minister? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 uh, what sports stars would you like to be in a WhatsApp? Who would actually not sports stars? Who would you love to be in a WhatsApp group with as well? Uh, Pat Cummins was in a WhatsApp group with Scott Morrison and Justin uh, Langer. It's in uh, episode one, early on in episode one of the Test season two, which launches on Prime Video on the thirteenth of January. So just in a few days' time, um, and from all reports, uh, season one very good, but from all reports, season two good as well. Uh, yeah, WhatsApp group, Justin Langer and Scott Morrison, one 1170 or 0457 Now, the Brisbane Broncos in the news, and we are only, what, about seven and a bit weeks away from the NRL season starting, and now that the cricket has, uh, apart from the big bashes, sort of wrapped up, we, of course, wait for Australia to tour India, which will begin at the, uh, next month. Big Bash League still going. And, of course, we've got uh, the Australian Open coming up in the next couple of weeks, which will be uh, forefront of everyone's mind. But once we sort of get through that, uh, it will all be uh, Rugby League, at least at this part of uh, the world. And uh, it is starting to build up now. Now, if you missed yesterday, uh, Selwyn Cobo, Brisbane Broncos player, he said some pretty hurtful comments, uh, strange comments around the coaching of Kevin Walters. Now, if you did miss this, it was run many times on SEN, especially on the breakfast show yesterday. But if you did miss Selwyn Cobo's uh, comments that were released, uh, that got leaked over the weekend in this podcast, this was them. He's a good person. Yeah. He's a good person, like a good bloke. But I don't think he's a good coach. Like He's not the best coach, but he's he's all right. Like he's... I feel like he's just a good person, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's just a good person, eh? But I don't reckon he's a he's a coach. Even well, that, though that's he, what you need, right? Yeah, but even though you know he experienced footy, you know, you know he's been through all that grand finals and all, all that. But I feel like he's he's not a coach. But he's a good bloke, you know. He's a good person, does a lot for the club and that too, yeah. Mm. But the way he coaches, it's a bit weird, I guess. Now, that was Selwyn Cobo on the back of the 135 podcast saying, and this was done in October, saying he did not think Kevin Walters was a good coach, but 
is a great person. And this comes on the back, of course, Tyson Gamble, who is now not part of the Brisbane Broncos uh, with the Newcastle Knights this year, saying similar sort of things at the back end of last year's season. Um, now, Kevin Walters, and we wondered what the reaction was going to be when Selwyn Cobbo fronted up at training yesterday at the Brisbane Broncos training. Um, Kevin Walters was on uh, Channel 9 News last night. Let's have a listen to what he said in reaction to the comments of Selwyn Cobbo. Spoke about it, had a good chat. I won't say father-son, but along those lines. Knowing Selwyn as I do and as we do here at the club, I thought that probably a little bit out of line for, from Selwyn. It's not normally his character to be like that. Uh, but he rang me pretty early in the morning, you know, not long after it all surfaced, and was very apologetic. Even the great Wayne Bennett's got his critics, so um, I'm no different. I'm a big believer in what we're doing here and how we're going about it, and we'll stay in that path, and it's great that Selwyn will be on that path as well. So that's Kevin Walters uh, after he was made aware of the comments. Uh, he went on to say uh, he rang me pretty early in the morning, not long after it all surfaced, and he was very apologetic. It is interesting, though, isn't it? Uh, we know what happened to the Broncos last year. Uh, fly, brilliant start to the season. Sitting in fourth position with only, what, about eight, nine weeks to go. Then didn't even make the finals. Tyson Gamble comes out. Now he's off to Newcastle, as we know, but made those comments. And now Selwyn Cobbo makes those comments as well, which was, uh, even though we're only just hearing about them, was in about October last year. A lot of pressure, I'd say, and we'll talk more about this in the lead-up to the NRL season, but a lot of pressure, I'd say, on Kevin Walters. There's a couple of coaches heading into the 2023 season that are under enormous pressure. Adam O'Brien at the Newcastle Knights, Anthony Griffin, at the St. Georgie Luara Dragons. But I would say on the back of this and on the back of their end of season uh, last year, Kevin Walters must be one of the top three or four coaches under pressure in season 2023. If you are a Broncos fan, 1-300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736. Interested to hear your take on all of this as we build up towards the season. Now, we know it's still what, seven weeks away? We've got pre-season trial matches kicking off in a few weeks' time. Uh, season kicks off probably March 2. Um, but it is a little worrying, all this talk surrounding Kevin Walters. Now, the way he can go out and prove that they are wrong um, and some of the public opinion about him is wrong is that they have a very good year and they still have a decent lineup. I just wonder, and this is not really in particular about Kevin Walters, but I just wonder how much, and I know it's a new season, I know it was a few months ago, but I just wonder how much the back end of last season will stay in the Brisbane Broncos players' minds at the beginning of this year. 0457 736 736 is the text number, or 1300 01 1170. And just on Selwyn Cobbo as well, who had a pretty good at least first half of the year last year, do you think there should have been any punishment for Selwyn on these uh, regarding these comments? I don't think it's a sackable offence. But, and they say they've talked it through, Kevin Walters and Selwyn Cobbo, but should there have been anything there, maybe, for him? Uh, 1-300-01-1170 or 0457-736-736. If you're a Broncos fan, even if you're not, what do you make of uh, this? And do you reckon Kevin Walters is one of the coaches under pressure for season 2023, 11 past five in New South Wales, 11 past four in Queensland. Uh, just before a break as well, I mentioned the Australian Open getting underway 
uh, next week, on Monday, in fact, so less than a week's time. There's a lot of exhibition matches coming up over the course of the next week. Novak Djokovic is going to take part in uh, one of them as well, a couple of them as well. Uh, one against Nick Kyrgios. We'll get to that as well uh, on Friday night. And we'll speak to Maddie Cox tomorrow, um, having been in Melbourne when the Australian Open is on. Uh, it's a fantastic two weeks. It's it, I personally think it is one of, if not the best yearly sporting event in Australia. They do it so well. Um, I'm really looking forward to it beginning on Monday. Um, but it has been derailed a bit over the past couple of years due to COVID, as all sports have been. However, it was announced yesterday that players won't be forced to reveal if they test positive to COVID at this year's Australian Open. So tournament director and Tennis Australia chief Craig Tiley said yesterday that a trust system would be in place at this year's opening Grand Slam which, as we know, kicks off in Melbourne on Monday for players and officials when it comes to the virus. Now, Craig Tiley said it's up to them whether positive tests are recorded during the tournament with protocols such as regular testing and mask wearing that were in place at last year's event no longer enforced. And he said it's up to them. It's entirely up to them whether they tell us if they're positive or not. We're encouraging players as well as staff uh, that if you're feeling unwell to stay at home, it's not just COVID, it's other illnesses as well. We want to protect not only our patrons, but also the players. And Tiley uh, said the shift was to be similar to is what is happening in the community right now. does say we've gone one step further by making a recommendation around staying away when you are ill. Uh, not surprising. We saw Matt Renshaw just uh, the other day play uh, with COVID in that Sydney test. We've seen multiple examples of it around the world. And I, I dare say uh, outside of Australia and overseas sports, there'll be people playing who have tested positive to COVID uh, in different sports around the world. And we don't even know about it because they don't need to release that. Um, no surprise. It's the way uh, the community is going. But again, if they're not feeling well and they're not up to it, I'm sure they won't be playing. But uh, as we say, we, this is what uh, living with the virus is all about. Meanwhile, Italian player Camilla Giorgi is facing fresh allegations that she used a false COVID-19 vaccination certificate during the 2022 season, raising questions as to whether she used a fake document to enter Australia for last year's Australian Open. So we know all the issues surrounding Novak Djokovic. Uh, now a few allegations there around Camilla Giorgi. Uh, Tylee said regarding Giorgi, I come from the view that everyone is doing the right thing. That's going to be entirely up to the authorities to manage. Uh, the Australian Open engages specialist immigration research and resource in a bid to help facilitate a significantly higher number of visa applications for this year's tournament. So interesting to see if anything comes from that uh, story around Camilla Georgie. But COVID-positive players allowed to play in this year's Australian Open. So that's just a few of the things on our agenda this morning on the back of, and here's a text on 0457 736 736 on the back of this whole Prince Harry thing, which I have to admit I'm not paid one minute of attention to, but a mate asked me, who would you like to see? What sports stars, past or present, would you like to see? Um, would you like to see release a tell-all story? There's a lot of them. Dan on uh, the text line, 0457 736 736 says, uh, Warney, yes, that would have been great. Now, that's one we all want to know. Um, yeah, and he also said, wouldn't mind seeing Keith Miller tell-all as well. Yeah, it would have been great. And, of course, almost a year now since... Uh, Shane Warne sadly passed away, but it would have been a great tell-all story. But that's a good suggestion. Past, present, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170.
Who would you like to, which sports star, past or present, would you like to release a tell-all story? Also, on the back of Pat Cummins being in a WhatsApp group with Justin Langer and Scott Morrison called Legends, what WhatsApp group would you like to be in? doesn't have to be sports stars, but we'll try and keep it on topic. Uh, another text here says, Tom Brady, Nick Curios, and Shane Warne. Gee, that'd be an interesting WhatsApp group, wouldn't it? Uh, thank you for that one. Who would you like to be in a WhatsApp group with the Broncos? A few texts about them. We'll get to them after the break. The, on the back of Selwyn Cobo's comments, Kevin Walters has said, um, put it behind him. What do you reckon? Are they, are they under pressure heading into season 2023? And should have there been some punishment on Selwyn Cobo? But where do you rate the pressure gauge on Kevin Walters this year? one 1170 or 0457-736-736. And COVID-positive players playing in the Australian Open. Uh, any issue? I saw some blow up on social media about it, but uh, not surprising. Really, I think uh, that is the way the world is going. Plenty of texts there. I'll get to them in a second. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 uh, you can text 0457-736-736. I'll get to your text. And also we'll cross to America next with Chris Perkins. It's 16 past five in New South Wales, 16 past four in Queensland. Break and back with more. It is 20 past five in New South Wales, 20 past four in a Queensland. Daniel Pedigree with you until 6 a.m., 5 a.m. in Queensland. James Magnuson and Michael Carianis along with the breakfast show. After that, uh, to your text, there's quite a few of them there, 0457 736 736, or you can call any time, 1300 1170 in just a few minutes' time from now. A lot on the Brisbane Broncos. Some interesting texts there. I'll get to them in just a second. And also, uh, on the back of this whole Prince Harry stuff, who would you like to see, what sports star, past or present, who would you like to see release a tell-all story? Tell-all story. It'd be very uh, interesting. Maybe Chris Perkins on the line from America has a suggestion to that. Morning to you, Chris. Oh, good morning. Happy happy Tuesday morning down there. Happy to, Tuesday morning for us. Uh, happy Monday night, is it for you? What time is it over there? Uh, just past 12 noon. I'm in uh, oh, southern afternoon. Minnesota, which, which if you love winter, uh, mm. this would be a perfect place to, to be because, yeah, I'm looking at the parking lot I'm in right now, and I'm seeing snow piles at five, six meters high. Well, it sounds like my... Sounds like my kind of place, Chris, to be perfectly honest. I would like to uh, <laughs> be there. Uh, we do this, of course, for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Now, just before we get to uh, the on-field action from uh, the past few days, uh, any update on Damar Hamlin? Things looking a lot more positive than they were when we spoke this time last week. Yeah, much more positive. He He's awake. He's alert. He's... Uh, neurologically intact. That's the term that was used last week. Uh, he's communicated with his teammate. Had a, in fact, he FaceTimed with his team on Friday. Uh, they were in meetings, and, and he FaceTimed in. And, and you got the feeling that, that once he talked to, talked to his teammates, talked to his brothers in arms, that they were going to come out yesterday ready to eat nails and run through brick walls. Well, and they scored on the first play of the game. Quite unbelievable. Yeah, a Hollywood producer. If you walked into an into a Hollywood producer's office with that sappy of a script, mm. was all that went on with Buffalo last week with Hamlin going down, going to the hospital, and they come out the very next play after he goes down that the Buffalo Bills run, 
is a 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown on the opening kickoff, you'd get thrown out of that producer's office because you can't write something that sappy. No, for, for Hollywood and make it believable. Yet real in real life, it actually happened yesterday. That's exactly what happened. Patriots kick the ball off to the Bills. Naheem Hines takes it at the four, gets to the right sideline, and gone for a 96-yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown. And the atmosphere, the atmosphere was already emotionally charged in Buffalo yesterday. It was ratcheted up about fivefold. Yeah. When, when Naheem Hines broke that one. And then, second half, after New England took a 17-14 lead on a Nick Folk field goal, what, what, is, what happens? Hines takes it a yard deep in the end zone, breaks to the left sideline, and did it again for a 101-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. The, there have been four kickoffs returned for touchdowns this entire season across the NFL before yesterday. We had two of them by Naheem Hines yesterday in Buffalo. Crazy, yeah. uh, crazy game. Crazy, crazy match. What were some of the other highlights of uh, week 18 of the NFL? And also, Chris, not been a good day for coaches today. No, definitely has. Another highlight, uh, you had the Green Bay Packers last night had a chance to win and get into the playoffs. Uh, they failed at that endeavor. Uh, Seattle sneaks in, wins the seventh seed in the NFC. Detroit beat Green Bay on a late touchdown by Jamal Williams, 20-16. to 16. And it was funny, during the broadcast, uh, NBC, they do interviews with the coaches mm. at quarter time, and they interviewed Dan Campbell at quarter time yesterday. And, you know, Detroit had had a chance before the game to be in a win-and-get-in situation as well. They were eliminated when Seattle beat the L.A. Rams uh, less than an hour before the Lions game kicked off. And Dan Campbell was asked, what is motivating you guys to come out here and play this game today? And Dan Campbell, I'm paraphrasing here, basically said, you know, we want to knock them out of the playoffs. <laughs> That's our motivation. Mm. I, I love the brutal honesty. And then the Lions, you know, the Lions could have folded up their tent and said, yeah, I'm not worried about it. You know, we'll, we'll, we're just playing out the story. No, they came out, played their butts off, wound up getting the win. It was like they told the Green Bay Packers, one of their rivals, you know what, we've just been sent to hell, but we're going to take you with us. Bit scary voice there, bit scary voice. Uh, what's happened to <laughs> the couple of coaches that have unfortunately been sacked today? Yeah, Cliff Kingsbury, 10 months after signing a contract extension with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, he has been relieved of his duties, which uh -huh. means the Cardinals will be paying a guy not to coach for the next five years. Uh, his contract extension was through 2027. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, Cards are going to be paying two head coaches for the next few years at least. Uh, it's interesting. The Cardinals have been around for 100 years, over 100 years, actually. They're a charter member of the National Football League dating back to 1920. They've never had a head coach last more than six seasons. So, so the dysfunction continues uh, with the Arizona Cardinals franchise. And, and speaking of dysfunction, Lovey Smith has been let go by the Houston Texans uh, after one season. Uh, they go 313 and one. Uh, I, I'm wondering the 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 cynic in me wonders if Lovey Smith was told before the game yesterday that he was being canned because he proceeded to go out and coach coach a game where he, he utterly and eternally screwed the Houston Texans franchise. 
Uh, they had a shot at getting the number one draft pick uh, in the April draft. All they had to do was lose to Indianapolis yesterday. They were down 30-24 to on a fourth and 20. Davis Mills throws up a prayer uh, to, toward the end zone, and it was caught by, by the Texan wide receiver uh, for a touchdown in the, in the dying moments of that game. Uh, they're trailing 31-30. Instead of kicking the extra point, Lovey Smith said, hey, we're going to go for two. We're playing for the win, and they got the two-point conversion to beat Indianapolis 32-31. That coupled with Chicago's loss to Minnesota yesterday gives the Chicago Bears the number one overall draft pick. Houston slides into the number two spot. So, yeah, Lovey Smith's final act as head coach of the Texans was to screw the Texans. Lovely. Uh, I'm sure he'll be uh, loved there as well. Uh, what's the latest in college football, Chris? College football, uh, mm. national championship game tonight. Georgia taking on TCU. Georgia going for history, uh, trying to be the first team in 10 years to go back-to-back as national champions. And the first team in the playoff era, which this is the ninth season of the college football playoff, to, to go back-to-back. Uh, they're 13-and-a-half-point favorites against TCU. TCU looking for their first national championship since 1938. So it, it's term. definitely it, it it has the feel of a David versus Goliath mm. matchup. Uh, I I think it's going to be a better game than most of the most of the experts and most of the books think. I mean, we saw what TCU did last week against against Michigan. They handled Michigan very well. There was concerns about uh, the size of TCU's defense, but they stood up very well against a a strong Michigan running attack. Uh, and I, I think they can scheme some trouble for for Georgia. They may not TCU may not win this game, but I think it's going to be really good and a lot closer than a lot of the experts think. There's an NRL team here in Sydney uh, that was in last year's grand final that haven't won a comp since the mid 1980s. However, uh, 1938 is a lot longer than that. That's a very long wait, Chris. Much a much different era of college football as well. That was back when when uh, writers and coaches uh, kind of came to and voted and came to an agreement on who the national champion was. Uh, it was not settled on the field. So it was definitely a much different era back then in the 1930s. Perfect, Chris. Thank you. We'll speak again later in the week. I know you follow the tennis uh, closely uh, with, of course, the Australian Open beginning uh, on Monday, our time. So I'm interested to get your predictions on who may well uh, succeed at this year's Australian Open. So we'll do that a little later on in the week. Have a good rest of the week. We'll chat a bit later on. Sounds good. Real quick, uh, yes. uh, good wishes going out to Liam Hendricks of the Chicago White Sox, the, the Perth native beginning treatment for non-Hodgkin's mm-hmm. lymphoma today. So definitely wanted to get send out some good wishes to him and, and hopes for a speedy recovery. Uh, 12-year veteran in Major League Baseball. Uh, he's in the third year of his contract with the White Sox. Uh, 75 saves over the last couple of years has been a really big part of that White Sox organization. So, again, good wishes to him. Hope for a speedy recovery. Yep, definitely. Well said, Chris. Thanks, mate. We'll speak later on in the week. Sounds good. Have a good day. Chris Perkins in America. We do that for Makita. This season, Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Uh, Going to speak to John Gallo after the next break. Talk a bit of FA Cup. But before that, if you've just woke it up, just switched on uh, the radio, uh, dominating uh, news today uh, in sport. Uh, Pat Cummins uh, in the... 
upcoming premiere of episode one of the season two of the test was added into a WhatsApp group with Justin Langer and Scott Morrison called Legends. And a few texts saying uh, who they'd like to be in a WhatsApp group with. Very interesting. But most of the stuff on the text is surrounding the Brisbane Broncos. Now, uh, you would have heard Selwyn Cobbo's comments yesterday. Kevin Walters replied to that yesterday. Let's just have a listen to what Kevin Walters had to say. Spoke about it, had a good chat. I won't say father-son, but along those lines. Knowing Selwyn as I do and as we do here at the club, I thought that probably a little bit out of line for, from Selwyn. It's not normally his character to be like that. Uh, but he rang me pretty early in the morning, uh, not long after it all surfaced, and was very apologetic. Even the great Wayne Bennett's got his critics, so um, I'm no different. I'm a big believer in what we're doing here and how we're going about it, and we'll stay in that path, and it's great that Selwyn will be on that path as well. Yes, so on the text line, 0457 736 736, and you can call any time as well, 1300 01 1170. A few texts here. i sort of uh, posing it from the fact that do we see the potential of Kevin Walters being one of, along with maybe Anthony Griffin and Adam O'Brien, one of the coaches under pressure. But Chris has come back here with a good text from seeing it from a different point of view, but... Pretty good point of view as well. He says, good morning. Uh, what gives Cobbo the right to say who is a good coach or not? Uh, he's around 18 years old. Uh, he's just finished his first season of rugby league and is still very inexperienced and unproven. He needs to keep his head down and work hard regardless of who the coach is. What a joke. That's Chris from Condell Park. And that is a very good way to look at it as well. Now, whether Selwyn Cobbo... <sighs> was meaning to hurt Kevin Walters with those comments. I don't know if if it was meant uh, to cause unrest and to cause upset, but you heard in the comments that were played yesterday on SEN, and I played them uh, just before as well, that uh, even the person that was interviewing him um, tried to give him a bit of an out. Uh, he said he's a good bloke, but you're right. He is only very young, and he had a very, very good start to the season last year, but... I thought, and he wasn't the only one at the Brisbane Broncos, but I thought the back end of his season, he was very, very quiet. So that is a good point. And look, the best way, as I said at the top of the show, Chris, the best way for the Brisbane Broncos to turn things around and Kevin Walters to uh, shut up some of these detractors is they have a very good start to the season. But can you imagine if they don't, if they start the season, what, with maybe one win in the first month? Uh, there'll be a lot of talk surrounding Kevin Walters, but you are right. Um, People uh, who have not proven themselves yet, although he is a good player, probably shouldn't be making those comments. And I don't understand why, regardless of Kevin Walter's coaching ability or not, I don't really understand why any player would go on a podcast and say stuff like that because they know that it is in a public forum and it could get released at any time. Uh, I know it can be a relaxed environment, but you still got a microphone in front of you. You still know that you're being interviewed. Uh, thanks for the text, Chris. I do agree with you. 0457 736 736. Uh, a few more there. We'll just get to one before a quick break. Uh, this one uh, from the Oval Treatment. He says, hi, Dan. Read the Broncos. I would hope that if their players have any intestinal fortitude, they would use the disappointing finish to last season as motivation for 2023. I guess that will be, uh, I guess that will be part of the challenge for Kevin Walters as coach and mentor. That from the Yeovil treatment. Well, that's right as well. They could, as I said, uh, really shut everyone up quite quickly this season if they get off to a flying start. I'm not entirely sure who their first few games are against. We'll have a look at that maybe after the break. Good text. There's a few more there. I will get to them. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736. Call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. Um, and also... 
Which sports star, past or present, would you like to hear release a tell-all story? one 1170 457 Back with more of your texts and John Gello on the other side of this. We'll get back to your text shortly. 0457 736 736. Call the open line anytime. 1300 01 1170. The Brisbane Broncos, Kevin Walters, Selwyn Cobbo dominating uh, the stories today. Also, who would you like to uh, see, a sports star, past or present? Uh, who would you like to release a tell-all story? And also, who would you like to be in a WhatsApp group with? Pat Cummins uh, in uh, the second series of the test was revealed to be in a WhatsApp group named Legends with Justin Langer and Scott Morrison. We'll get back to your text shortly. Before that, let's talk football of the round ball game. John Gello is on the line. John, good morning. Good morning, Dan. How's uh, your lovely Tuesday morning going? Tuesday morning, flying at 20 to 5, uh, 20 to 6, 20 to 5 in Queensland. Loving it, loving it, uh, John. And I'm sure you're enjoying it as well. Oh, absolutely, mate. 100 miles an hour here. 100 Ex- miles an hour. Exactly. Now, no EPL uh, last weekend. That will resume uh, later on this week. I think Friday morning is the first game, but there was a stack of FA Cup games. Now, we won't look at all of them. We'll just look at some of the big results, uh, but we'll try and get through all the results if possible. This was an interesting result, though. We'll start with it. Man United 3 over Everton 1. Yeah, great result again for, for Man United um, and, and another poor result for, for Everton and Frank Lampard. Pressure at the moment must be building there a uh, hell of a lot because we, we spoke about it last time I was on the show and you know his Premier League form at the moment has seen him dip right down to the relegation battle at the moment. They just avoided relegation obviously last year with Frank Lampard and this year they're right in the mix there in the Premier League and obviously now bowing out of the FA Cup which really is probably their only chance they ever had of, of trying to win some sort of silverware this season you would imagine but uh, now that's all gone and buried um, it's going to be even more darker clouds living around Frank Lampard's job, you would imagine. And for Man United and Ten Hag, I think it reinforces that he's uh, had a real positive influence on uh, on the Man United team. He's brought in some really new recruits during the off-season, Casemiro being one of them. And uh, I think it made a real big difference. He's obviously had to try out some of the younger players during this tournament, as he would. Uh, and they've all come through with flying colours as well. So um, Man United's short-term future, at least, looks positive under Ten Hag. Uh, Preston 3 defeated Huddersfield 1, Reading 2 over Watford 0. Tottenham 1 over Portsmouth 0. Our very own Andrew Voss was at this match. Good win for Tottenham, although probably closer than some people thought it would be. Yeah, it was, and it was a tight battle throughout. There were some scary moments uh, that Tottenham had to ride through, but once they got over those little hurdles, they uh, quickly settled into the game and became the much more dominant side in the end. And, uh, you know, credit to Spurs, they... They really need to go well into this tournament, you would imagine, because I do think you know this is their, their one opportunity to try and win some silverware. So this is an important FA Cup tournament for Tottenham. Important for Conte as well, I think, because he needs to try and win over the Spurs fans who have been somewhat a little bit critical of, of Spurs during this season, the way they've played their football and, and so forth. Um, but I think this FA Cup tournament will hopefully be a, a good one for them and, and a good win over Portsmouth as well for the Spurs. Leicester City defeated Chillingham 1-0. What do you make of Southampton's victory 2-1 over Crystal Palace? Is that a, somewhat of a surprise result? Yeah, I mean, Palace, you know, always difficult during FA Cups, um, but Southampton proved the uh, the slightly better team out of, out of the two. It was a close-fought battle between both teams um, and, and a hard-fought victory for Southampton. But um, good to see that because they've been struggling in the Premier League. As we know, they've been in and around that relegation battle, as has Palace at times this season. 
Um, but good to see Southampton just triumph and, and a good tough win against Pals as well. So well done to the Saints. Yeah, we saw Fulham over Hull City uh, 2-0. Brighton, big win over Middlesbrough 5-1. That's a huge victory. Yeah, big one for Brighton. And uh, it goes reinforces that their season's been fantastic under Roberto De Zerbi this season. He's really transformed that football club. Even when Graham Potter left for Chelsea, there was some concerns that Brighton were going to start to spiral down. But they've done a very, very good job of it so far. And, uh, and good to see them getting that tough win in the FA Cup as well to continue their season. And hopefully for their sake, they can go deep into the FA Cup. I think if they continue on this form, there's no reason why they shouldn't get to around quarterfinal stage. It would be a good, a good victory for Deserve against uh, against Brighton to do that and to to get his Brighton fans on his side this season would be uh, would be good for for them to do an FA Cup run if they can. Yeah, Fleetwood Town or Fleetwood two over QPR one. We saw Ipswich Town four over Rotherham one. Uh, Burnley beat Bournemouth four two. Bit of an interesting result there. Blackpool four over Nottingham Forest one. Uh, Chesterfield and West Brom had a three all draw. Uh, Sheffield United defeated Millwall two nil. Uh, we had Boreham Wood and Accrican Stanley, one all. Uh, Sunderland, two over Shrewsbury, one. Uh, West Ham, one. They defeated Brentford, nil. Yeah, tough win. Great win there for, for West Ham. Uh, two Premier League sides coming up against each other. It's never easy, as we talked about with Saints and, and the Palace game before. Um, but a, a good win for West Ham. And, and again, it takes pressure off David Moyes. Uh, you know, West Ham in the Premier League have been sliding in the last couple of weeks, or probably over a month, month and a half, really. Haven't been getting the results they should be getting. And that pressure on David Moyes has been mounting in the last couple of weeks in the Premier League because of their form. So good to see them get a good win again in the FA Cup. And hopefully that will relieve some of the pressure on uh, on David Moyes' shoulders. Uh, Wrexham, four defeated Coventry, three. Luton Town and Wigan Athletic had a one-all draw. Grimsby Town, once commentated again with Grimsby Town, uh, 1-0 over Burton. Sheffield Wednesday, two over Newcastle. One disappointing result there for Newcastle. Yeah, big win for, for the Owls. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday have done a terrific job in the FA Cup in, in a history gone by. They've had a good success run. Uh, but good to see Newcastle. You know, they tried their best, but I think there was a lot of squad rotation going through there at the moment. But I think just domestically, I think their focus is on the Premier League, yeah. with all fairness to Eddie Howe. He probably had a bit of rotation in his squad, which is fair enough. But unfortunately, uh, they didn't expect probably Sheffield Wednesday to be so, uh, so on song in this game, and they exactly were that. They were damaging all over the park provided a lot of pressure on Newcastle and walked out with three points. So a big win for the Owls. Liverpool and Wolves, two all. What do you make of that result, especially from Liverpool's point of view? Yeah, well, it's a big hiccup, I think, for them because they're trying to look for, for confidence wherever they can get at the moment. Again, Jurgen Klopp, we spoke about last time I was on the show, but, uh, yeah, Liverpool's sliding in, in the Premier League. We know they haven't been getting the results they should be getting, and there is pressure building on Jurgen Klopp as well from uh, from Liverpool fans, and some of that's aimed at Jurgen Klopp and some of it's aimed at the, uh, at the Liverpool ownership as well. Uh, but this highlights there's some big issues there in terms of score depth. They've had a a real hit of injuries during the off-season as well, which hasn't helped their Premier League campaign by all counts. But this is a, a real sign of concern for Liverpool fans because it goes to show they really lack squad depth and they really lack the numbers and the talent uh, going forward. So, again, it raises more questions over Liverpool and uh, they've got a repeat game in a couple of, game, a couple of days' time. So mm. it's going to really stretch the fitness of these players, which must be already at breaking point, given some of them have uh, returned from the World Cup. So a, a bad result for Liverpool. 
Uh, and the remaining results, Derby County 3 over Barnsley nil. Bristol City and Swansea had a one-all draw, as did Leeds United and Cardiff City 2-all there. Uh, Walsall 2 over Stockport 1. Uh, Stoke City 3 over Hartlepool nil. So uh, Blackburn Rovers defeat Norwich 1-0. Uh, a bit of a surprise result, Stephen and Joe at Aston Villa 2-1. But I just want to get your take on this one. Man City 4 over Chelsea nil yesterday. Yeah, well, we, we spoke about before about Graham Potter and... Uh, Again, you talk about a manager under pressure. Yeah, Chelsea fans in the last 24 hours, uh, some of the news headlines I've been reading uh, have not been good about Graham Potter. I tell you what, there's been uh, some real past, even past Chelsea greats have been coming out and absolutely giving it to Chelsea and Graham Potter. And they've been very disappointed in what they've seen in terms of the, the lack of effort from the players, particularly the senior players, not really leading the way, not taking the responsibility. And uh, Graham Potter at the moment's got a huge job in terms of turning things around there because not only are they, you know, failing in the FA Cup now, but also they're tenth in the Premier League, which we spoke about last time. So they're well off the, the top four, even the top six seems, you know, really far away for them as well. Um, and again, I think this is the one opportunity that Chelsea had to try and bring some silverware home this season. Um, mm. But they've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup by Man City earlier on in the season. Now they've been knocked out by Man City again in the FA Cup, and now they find them tenth in the Premier League. Um, yeah, there's some huge calls for concern there, and I think Graham Potter's job is really on the on the line at the moment. It'd be interesting to see what he can do in January, but uh, at the moment they're really lacking that the squad depth to compete, and uh, it's a huge loss for Chelsea. Yeah, John, always a lot happening in football. EPL will resume later on the week, and we'll chat again on Friday and talk all about it. All right, mate. Have a good week, and uh, we'll chat then. Thanks, mate. Doing brilliant stuff, as per usual. John Gallo talking all things football, and we'll chat with him again on Friday morning. Uh, back to the text in just a second. Just a Big Bash update. We do this for Isuzu. Live your way in the Isuzu D-Max. Uh, last night, uh, the Hopart Hurricanes uh, winning over the Melbourne uh, Stars off their 20 overs. The Melbourne Stars got seven for 131. The Hurricanes ending up getting that by two wickets with 14 balls left. Today at 7.40, the Adelaide Strikers taking on the Melbourne Renegades. Uh, now, 0457-736-736. Back to your text. Jason says, I'd like to be in a WhatsApp group with David Warner, Shane Watson, and Andrew Johns. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, combination there, but thank you, uh, Jason. This from uh, the Kingswood Welder on 0457-736-736. Good morning, Dan. The most alarming thing to come out of the Cobo comments for mine is, did it take three months for someone to listen to the podcast? <laughs> if I was the one producing the podcast, I would be embarrassed. That from the Kingswood Welder. Well, that is an interesting question. I don't know the podcast uh, personally, and I don't know how many people listened to it beforehand, Kingswood Welder, and why it's only been released now. Uh, it is interesting timing, uh, but yeah, I don't know how popular that podcast is. But, yeah, that uh, was done in October, and those podcast uh, comments by Cobbo only released, only made public, really, yesterday. Uh, yeah, 0457 736 736 if you know more about that. But, yeah, interesting uh, timing. Thank you for the text. There's a couple more there. I'll get to them after the break. It is 10 to 6 in New South Wales, 10 to 5 in Queensland. Tadasi Kokonakis got a win over fellow Australian Alexi Poprin in the Adelaide International last night. But it was a close match. Won the first set 6-love uh, before losing the second one at 6-7 before winning the third set 7-5. So really, really good match. Uh, a good win there for Tadasi Kokonakis. Joe from Albany Hall. 
uh, has said, uh, Joe, Joe from Albany Creek, sorry, has said, uh, as long as the old boys are happy at the Broncos, that's the main thing. Uh, Kev was put in there to keep them happy. Well, we'll see what happens. He says, all is not well at Red Hill. Yeah, really, really important start to the season, I think. Thank you for all your texts. Thank you for that. Uh, Joe, keep them coming for the breakfast show, 0457736736. You can call them as well, uh, 1300 01 Coming up after the news at 6 a.m., Adam O'Brien will be a special guest, Newcastle Knights coach. Uh, Lee Hatcherbed, tell us from Bryden's Lawyers and Brett Phillips with all the latest in the build-up to the Australian Open. That that's all on breakfast with James Magnuson and Michael Carianis coming up after the news at 6am, 5am in Queensland. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5. Have a great Tuesday.